Thank you for joining us today at First Love Ministry at the First Presbyterian Church of Jacksonville, Illinois. Reverend Jonathan Warren's sermon title for this Sunday is Faith Renewal. The opening you will hear is titled, He's Got the Whole World in His Hands, played by pianist Christine Smith. The first gospel reading is John 6, 1 through 14. The second gospel reading is Jesus Feeds the 5,000, read in Scottish dialect. Gospel reading today is from John 6, verses 1 through 14. Let us listen to the word of God. After this, Jesus went to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, also called the Sea of Tiberias. A large crowd kept following him because they saw the signs that he was doing for the sick. Jesus went up the mountain and sat down there with his disciples. 
Now the Passover, the festival of the Jews, was near. When he looked up and saw a large crowd coming toward him, Jesus said to Philip, Where are we to buy bread for these people to eat? He said this to test him, for he himself knew what he was going to do. Philip answered him, Six months' wages would not buy enough bread for each of them to get a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There is a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish. But what are they among so many people? Jesus said, Make the people sit down. Now there was a great deal of grass in this place, so they sat down, about 5,000 in all. Then Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated, so also the fish, as much as they wanted. When they were satisfied, he told his disciples, gather up the fragments left over so that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up, and from the fragments of five barley loaves left by those who had eaten, they filled twelve baskets. When the people saw the sign that, that he had done, they began to say, This is indeed the prophet who is to come into the world. This is the word of God. Today, I put in the words so that you can see what I'm about to say from the Glasgow Gospel. It's the same story that Reggie read, but it's printed, written in a special vernacular, the Glasgow vernacular. And so uh, I hope you can follow along. Jesus feeds the 5,000. One day, the wee band of helpers that Jesus had picked out was reporting back to him about all the preaching ploys. Right then, said Jesus, I can see you're tired. So we'll start out in the boat and get away from the crowd for a wee bit. We could all day with the rest. And so they set off across the lock. But guess what? On landing, they found the high shoreline mobbed with, with folk all desperate to hear my sermons. Jesus was hurt sorry for them and started once again with his teaching. As the day wears on, Jesus' disciples say to him, It's getting on, boss. You'd better send them off to the nearest town. They'll all be getting famished. Not at all, says Jesus. So just Gin something to eat. Ach, away with ye, master. The disciples gaped. We all that lot out there, it would cost a small fortune. But Andy speaks up. Listen, didn't ye laugh, will ye? But there's a wee boy here who's willing to part with a piece. It's no a lot, mind. Five rolls and a couple of fish. Jesus tells them all to set down on the grass. He took the rolls and the fish and raising his head to the heavens, he said the blessing. Nobody could ever quite understand just exactly what happened next, but the hell crowd were good food enough to eat till they were all full. The rolls and fish were broken and every one of them 
got a fair share. More than that, afterwards, they gathered up near twelve baskets all the leftovers. Would you credit this? There was over five thousand men, women, and weans taking part in this muckle meal. Fair astonishing, so it was. This is the word of the Lord. Siobhan absolutely loves the show, The Great British Bake Off, and our girls thought it was so funny that I need the captions on in order to understand what they're saying. You know, Dad, they're all speaking English. <laughs> Last year, they thought it was especially funny that I had the hardest time understanding the contestants from Scotland. What are you going to do when we get to Scotland this summer, Dad? There's no captions in real life. <laughs> Now, truth be told, when we first Zoomed with Pastor Gary Noonan, I I thought I did pretty well with his Scottish accent. But when his wife, Ruth, joined in and started talking, I knew I was in trouble. Because I could only understand about 75% of what she was saying. I had to ask her to repeat a few things. And not only that, she sometimes used words I didn't even know, like at all. Uh, So when I got there, I thought I was doing pretty well. I could understand Most everyone, somehow being in person, they could tell that I needed them to slow down. So they did. However, when folks would call me on the phone, they'd talk so quickly that my brain couldn't process what they were saying. We're going to, and then they'd keep talking and talking so quickly. Finally, they'd finish and pause, and I would say, so when and where exactly are we meeting again? After getting off, Siobhan would inquire about our next day's plans. I'd simply say, all I know is when and where we're going. That's it. (laughs) Today we heard two versions of the same Bible story. One was from the Bible we read every week. The other comes from the Glasgow Gospel, which a church member gave me on my last day in Scotland. And because it's written in Glasgow's distinctive vernacular, I thought it helped to include the written text. Did it help? A little? You can practice that later on and kind of, I, I practiced it over and over and over. I tried to get it just right. Truth is, even when people are speaking the same language, it's not always easy to understand what's being said. And this doesn't just happen with people from foreign countries. It can happen here too. People from different backgrounds, people who are different genders, People who are different generations, they just speak differently. It's exactly what seems to be happening between Jesus and his disciples. Jesus is preaching to a very large crowd. It says this, All in London, they fund the whole shoreline, mobbed with folk, all desperate to hear mass sermons. Since the shorelines are mobbed with people to hear more sermons, the disciples are quite anxious about Eventually, how people are going to eat. It's got the signs of a sold-out Taylor Swift concert written all over it. These folks are camped out. They're desperate for more. And Jesus and the disciples are in a disagreement here. They're not understanding, and they're speaking past one another. Now, speaking of lost in translation, when Pastor Gary was here, every time he ordered coffee, they seemed to have a hard time getting his name just right. Gaddy, G-A-R-Y, Gaddy. 
and they'd write down whatever they thought he said, and a few minutes later, they'd, all annou- they'd announce something like, Sally, is Sally here? And Gary, after a few minutes, would figure out that they were trying to call Gaddy, but they just couldn't get it. And also, when we arrived in Paris, our family stayed in Airbnb. It was a musician's apartment, and he rented it out when he was traveling for work. And when we arrived, the cleaning person let us in, and she didn't speak any English. She showed us all around the apartment, explaining everything in French. And right after she left, the girls just burst out laughing. Dad, when she was talking, you nodded your head like this, and you thought you were speaking French, but you weren't. You kept saying, see, see, see. Yeah, I was telling her I agreed with her. Dad, see is yes in Spanish. We is yes in French. Whoops. <laughs> when the disciples and Jesus are butting heads, trying to figure out how to feed this enormous crowd gathered, what happens? A young boy comes forward, wanting to share his food. And he gives them five barley loaves and two fish. And the simple act of genuine hospitality and generosity breaks down all barriers. Hospitality brings with it welcome and joy and abundance, not just for the recipient, but also for the one who's giving. It creates community and laughter and life for all speaking this language of hospitality. Now, someone said about our sabbatical, I'm not surprised by this, but our congregation could flex and flaunt our hospitality muscles with the presence of the Noonans. On one of the last days, I finally got to meet the Noonans for the first time. Uh, Siobhan and the girls were already home, so they never got to meet them. But it was fun sharing stories about the incredible hospitality that we each received, both in different places. I heard how our church welcomed this family from Scotland with open arms, how you pulled out the red carpet for a family who had just traveled across the globe. They arrived right around that crazy summer storm, July, which blew down trees and created long power outages. I heard that Pastor Gary called a few of the people that he had just met. Their boys even helped a few neighbors with cleanup. You might not have understood their accents, Many of you shared meals together. Some opened your homes. Some opened their pools. You shared hospitality. And another person told me about Gregor, who was Pastor Gary and Ruth's youngest 11-year-old son. She said, Gregor was just so shy when he first came. I spoke to him just a few times while he was here. But by the end of those three weeks... When we said our goodbyes, Gregor gave me this huge hug. He opened right up. It was so sweet and surprising, you could tell that he absolutely loved being here. The same thing happened in Houston, Scotland. Their church also pulled out the red carpet for us. In fact, during the meal, one of the men was all smiles when he started eating. He told his young daughter that Americans like dressing on their salads. And he ordered ranch dressing on Amazon. And he put it on the table. And he did it just so we could have a taste from home. Now, most of the hospitality that was shared was round tables. 
Sharing bread together has the ability to create intimacy and relationships. And this is what happens when this young boy shares this bread and fish. God turns hospitality and generosity into great abundance for all. As we heard from Mary Lou, an amazing miracle happens. Jesus breaks the bread and all gather and they have so much that they have 12 baskets left over. I love how this story in uh, the Glasgow Gospel ends. There was over 5,000 men, women, and weans taking part in this muckle meal. Fair astonishing, so it was. Now, I had to look up what muckle means because I have a tough time with Scottish English. Now, they have a bicycle race called the Muckle Yin, Scottish for the big one. The route starts and ends in Glasgow, and it's the longest route taking you around the Highlands Loop, over the scur, scur in both directions, and onto the streets of Glasgow. Taking part in this muckle meal just means a big meal. Jesus isn't just here to preach lots of sermons. Those are just words, which are important. But we discover here that something bigger is happening. And today, a boy shows us and the disciples what we're supposed to do. It's what we're supposed to have with one another. It's what our choir sang about. This is a welcome table. We're supposed to share hospitality, to give and to receive it. And in turn, Jesus moves us in breaking down all barriers so that we create this community. Today, as we break bread and share this muckle meal, this big meal together, how is God calling you to share hospitality and generosity this week? We discovered it doesn't take much to extend it to complete strangers. What about a neighbor or a co-worker or classmate? Go and meet someone new. You don't have to show up with food, but that can certainly help. This week, find one or two ways to share hospitality and abundance. And in so doing, Christ will break down all other barriers. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you found this podcast inspirational and would like to support the First Love Ministry programs at First Presbyterian Church, please send any contributions to First Presbyterian Church at 870 West College, Jacksonville, Illinois. Our zip code is 62650. Our phone is 217-245-4189. You can contact our secretary there between the hours of 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. Monday through Friday. Our email is office at firstpresjacks.org. That's office at F-I-R-S-T-P-R-E-S-J-A-X dot O-R-G. Masks are now optional anywhere in the church. Our in-person church services start at 10 a.m. on Sunday. Access to our online church service 
starts at 9.55 a.m. You can listen to these live services on our Facebook page, which is www.facebook.com slash first, F-I-R-S-T, P-R-E-S, Jacks. You can join our Facebook group called First Presbyterians with a Purpose. We have a choir that meets from 7 to 8 p.m. every Thursday night, and we welcome all who are willing to sing. We look forward to hearing from you, either by email, mail, or phone. God bless, and may you have a peaceful and safe year.